0: Warning, the following podcast contains sexually explicit and violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: A prestigious college in a small town on the American East Coast. A former monastery turned into a Christian dormitory. Male and female students inhabiting separate houses. It should be the safest place to get your education were it not for the fact that some students are true monsters. John Becker playing Kylie, Yorin playing Morgana, and Monica playing Sam in Fuck, Mary Kill, a Monster Hearts 2 game run by Tillman. Come join our Discord chat and please consider supporting Twin Cities by Night on Patreon. So then let's start with Sam. You get woken up what seems like really in early in the morning. By your phone ringing. It's your sister calling, whose name I should have looked up.
2: <laughs> He's going to roll over, grab his phone, uh, see Helena's photo, you know, as a contact, and then just kind of groan, but pick up, put it to his ear, and say, this better be good, Helena.
1: Hey, little brother. What am I reading in the news here? Dismembered? Uh body parts or animal parts in front of your dormitory?
2: Do not start lecturing me, Helena. It was not me. I was with someone at the time and we stumbled upon it. I am 100% certain it wasn't me. So don't worry. We're fine.
1: Okay, that's the first worry gone. But uh, is there another wolf encroaching on the territory, trying to make a move on you?
2: I didn't get exactly a lot of time to investigate. The night was a nightmare, for lack of a better word. And uh, by the time I would have gone back, the scent would have been gone. There was barely any scent there when we found it. So there could be another wolf. If so, I have no idea who it is.
1: So will you be safe? Because i got to be honest, I was kind of calling to ask you whether you want to come home.
2: Come home? Absolutely not. I'm in the middle of my... of my. No. No. Absolutely not. I just took all these tests. I have recitals next week. I'm not coming home over this. I'm sure I can keep myself safe. Right now, another werewolf is the least of my worries.
1: Well, you keep me updated if something else weird happens, okay?
2: Yeah. And just stop reading the news. Don't you have anything else to do with your time?
1: It popped up during the morning. I just saw... I keep up with weird news.
2: Okay, Van Helsing. You keep looking at your stories, but your little brother's doing just fine.
1: So what are you doing?
2: I was trying to sleep, Helena. You know how I am about my sleep. And you do realize that there's a time difference, don't you?
1: Ah, shit. Sorry. What time is it?
2: He's going to pull the phone away from his ear and look at it and groan. It's six in the morning, Helena.
1: Okay. Yeah, sorry. It's just a workday for me. Sorry. You go back to sleep, okay?
2: Bye. And he hangs up very, (laughs) very strongly.
1: Right. So someone else has to get up quite early. Kylie, you need to answer to Meissner's calling first thing in the morning because you've struck a deal with Jamie to take over.
0: Yes, I did. And uh, Megan's definitely going to be helping me with that, despite how hungover she's going to be.
1: Oh, I was going to ask that next. So (laughs) how's that going? Are you having breakfast early in the morning or are you just skipping past that?
0: Yeah, I mean, Kylie's doing fine. She didn't have a ton to drink the night before, but she knows Megan's going to need something. Otherwise, she's just going to feel miserable the rest of the day. So she'll get up, make sure that there's, I don't know, like instant packs of oatmeal. That sort of stuff. Come on, let's go. You're helping me clean up.
1: She barely eats anything, but she does drink some uh, tea, probably.
0: I don't remember. Did I have Ryan help? Yeah, you did. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Cool. In fact, uh, as you finish breakfast, she uh, was very quiet this morning, but then she talks to you. So... I think Ryan tried to like make out with me. It, it it didn't happen. I'm not sure. You're not sure, or it didn't happen. It no, it didn't happen. But
0: okay, the you're not sure part is whether or not he tried to make out with you. Yeah. I mean, is that something you don't want?
1: It seemed very out of place.
0: And this is assuming before you started puking all over the place.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was just some stupid prank between him and Jennifer, maybe.
0: Okay, well, I mean, he's helping us clean up today, so we'll just try to make sure that there's space between the two of you. And just like in the back of her mind, she's like, oh my gosh, so much fucking babysitting. You remember anything else about last night? Like, clearly you had a lot to drink, but how much exactly?
1: Mm-hmm. I think I can recollect like most of it. I'm not sure what um, I'm not sure what I told to Jennifer when I was in the bathroom with her. I know that happened, but I can't tell you how long. Um, I know I probably said a lot of stupid shit.
0: I mean, according to her, it was a really long time. But that's usually what happens when you end up babysitting the person who's um, throwing up all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still kind of owe her. So what's with this Alessandro story? How do you feel about that?
0: Well, I was hoping you could just shed some light, considering you were the first girl that seemed to be affected by his drinks.
1: I can't tell if there was anything wrong with it.
0: Well, that's not surprising. You don't drink a bunch, do you?
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. And I think I'm going to keep it that way.
0: Yeah, probably a good choice. Maybe um, future reference, like when you do drink, make sure it's like a woman bartender, especially at a school function. Okay. As far yeah, as so- Alessandro goes, I don't know what to think at the moment. I don't want to think that Jen's lying about him, but... She did overreact about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, she does that. She's pretty extreme.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit worried about her.
1: Not sure what to say to that. Maybe we can just get going.
0: Yeah, let's let's do this cleanup for Jamie and then, well, today's just going to have to be a better day. Last night was...
1: So you two walk back to the men's dormitory into the entranceway as usual and you find Meissner is unloading uh, what appears to be hunting gear from a truck he's back to the front entrance
0: I'm sorry you said hunting gear? Yes. Is he bringing stuff inside?
1: Uh, He seems to be preparing so uh, he's got what appears to be like a rifle um, uh, what's it called? (laughs) Yeah, he's got rifle, he's got, like, camouflage clothing. Um, He appears to have, like, traps of some sort with drip drip wires and uh, even, like, two bear traps, it seems. And he's just prepping it all on his truck. Ah.
0: Um, Hmm. Looks like somebody's going on a bear hunt.
1: Yeah, I don't know yet. Bear, wolf, something's out there and has apparently... uh, slain an animal right in front of the dormitory in our field.
0: Oh, what would an animal be doing so close to school?
1: That's exactly the thing. Well, I'm getting ready. So I guess, Miss Porter, he wanted to talk to me.
0: Is this in reference to her cleaning up for Jamie? I'm
1: uh, he to doesn't remember. know that yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he points in direction of the plaque.
0: Wait, sorry, I'm confused now, because I don't remember <laughs> okay. saying I wanted to talk to him.
1: Yeah, yeah fair. Okay, he's assuming you he, he want to talk to him. He points in the direction of the plaque. Oh, okay. And he says, I've seen a message. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you who's done it. I've set up a camera system this year, but it appears it was sabotaged halfway through.
0: Yeah, not surprising. Um, I mean, we're here on cleaning crew so I'm, I'm not happy about the plaque but we'll see about cleaning it all up
1: right so technically cleaning of the plaque needs to be done by professionals um it's kind of an art piece even though i don't agree with the message that it sends it is part of this town's heritage he reaches into his pocket And he hands you like a business card of an art restoration uh, company in town. These are the people I usually get. Um, They're not cheap and it is typically covered by DRAs. So if you want to get it done fast, I'll leave it to you to call them up.
0: She'll take the business card and okay, I guess I'll get that process started.
1: Yeah, I mean, the rest of cleanup duty is just the party room, but you should be able to figure that out.
0: Yeah, just a couple giant trash bags and cans and some spring solution. As long as the custodial closet's open, we'll be fine.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Always available. So I think I will be uh, getting going here rather soon. Don't want to wait till the afternoon. Uh, yeah you know hit the trail
0: so you're going to be setting stuff up along the trail in the woods
1: yeah it's not going to be near the usual walkways but still uh i probably make an announcement for students to be careful later on
0: okay okay well we'll get started see you later master
1: all right so margana how do you spend your morning
3: (laughs) I think most of the morning is honestly slept away, which is not an interesting
1: story. So, what were your plans for the weekend? Maybe that is. Or did you have something come up that you wanted to do? Maybe research or yeah. Hmm.
3: I think originally she was planning to study, but all those plans are now put on hold because there's interest more interesting stuff to do. So I think. The first thing she does is check the Reddit uh, to see if anybody else has responded with new responses or new insights.
1: Um, So what did you... You described your vision to the Reddit, right? Did you update your post maybe with new hypotheses uh, that you had? What's like the current setup?
3: Mm. She originally said that she had a vision and she was looking for an explanation think that was the general tone of her original message and I think right before she went to bed she she updated it in a way where Mm -hmm. hmm. yeah she she put an extra update underneath it and said which update I had a minor spike of genius I felt Like I was not in my own skin. But this one was not the correct one. I was looking for the right one. Who can help me
1: out? So you get some suggestions. Someone there had previously talked about vengeful spirits um, that can either come back if they are particularly powerful and like possess someone or something But also through powerful uh, witchcraft, these vengeful spirits can be pulled into reality, into artifacts, basically. But that gives them very limited power, but they can be then transferred into a living body and once again been brought to life. And the person then further warns you with like, beware true witch of Salem of what is ahead on your spiritual journey.
3: I think she's going to respond to that specific one uh, with the true witch of Salem is always having an extra pair of eyes around her um, to indicate that she always has her own back. And with that information, I think she's going to head to her favorite place in town, local
1: shop. Nice. So that finally happens. How would you get there? Do you take the bicycle again?
3: Yeah. Yeah, she's not rich enough to have a car. She would take the bike.
1: All right. Uh, It's not that far out. You basically turn the corner on the bottom of the hill that the dormitory is built on. Um, You have like a few blocks of residential area and then you get onto a main road, which you basically follow for like 10 minutes and then you're in town central. And ahead of you is this old brick building with the clock tower on top of it and the library inside for like two stories. And then there are are detached stores, like the Hipster Cafe. There's uh, the Occult Store on the corner. Uh, Now, within two minutes, I already forgot where you wanted to go. Did Did you want to go to the Occult Store or the library?
3: She wanted to go to the Occult Store, but as soon as she drives past the coffee shop, she's like, Oh, right. I had a long night. So she's quickly popping in to take to get a takeaway coffee uh and then heading to the occult store.
1: They also still have pumpkin spice latte if that's your thing.
3: Ew. No. God. <laughs> no. That like Mar- Morgana is too not hipster for pumpkin spice. She would probably get a but let's stay in, in theme of, of our podcast. She's going to get a full black uh, cold brew, even though it is actually too cold to drink cold brew.
1: Yeah, it's that winter is kind of holding out. There's this delay currently uh, where it's still like it's not warm, but like fall is being delayed. And, you know, eventually there's going to be this massive break in weather where it's just going to go crazy cold and then stay like that for four months or so but right now you're feeling pretty comfortable and totally not hipster with your cold brew coffee
3: yeah definitely not a hipster if you drink cold brew um and then she's going to head into the occult shop and try and figure out more about these vengeful spirits and how to deal with them
1: right so the shop is very cramped it's an old building and has fairly high ceilings. Um, and they have these precarious, uh, very high shelves. And there's a bunch of stuff you can't reach. And you would have to get like a little step ladder, or ask one of the employees to help you out. So I guess just be uh, creative. What exactly would you think would work? What would you be looking for to like, deal with this vengeful spirit thing?
3: I think one of the things she'd be looking for is how to identify them. Because if you, she still has a feeling. It is great that a person on the internet tells me that it could be this, but I need to figure out uh, myself and I need to be sure about that before you take any steps. Because if you meddle with magic and you meddle with stuff that you're not 100% certain about, it's going to go wrong and blow up in your face. So... First, she's going to say hi to everybody who is working in the store today because she comes here so often. Like She comes here at least once a week, if not twice a week, preferably three times a week. But there is school which doesn't always allow for that. So she is basically a very... She's a regular as far as regulars go. She will quickly get some more candles because a bunch of them were used yesterday. So she needs to stock up some and then she will just head over to the counter and say, so I need a little bit of help. I might be dealing with a vengeful spirit and I need to know for sure that it is that and not something else. And I would really, really appreciate if there is some sort of book, uh, on how to get rid of them, if it is in fact a vengeful spirit.
1: So, at the counter right now is this middle-aged, I would say, lady. She's kind of petite, but like she she has this uh, aura of relaxed authority. If that makes sense, um, she's got her hair dyed like an orangish red. And she's, in fact, drinking uh, a coffee herself. She's like, okay, vengeful spirits. You mean like someone who has unfinished business in the living realm?
2: Yes,
3: but maybe it might in this case actually be somebody who's brought back to the physical realm unwillingly, but has been put into something to contain them and doesn't... F- in Like, I had a whole vision about it, and it just didn't feel right. Like, they were looking for the right vessel, so to say. So, it feels like something more than just your average house spirit or your average house ghost of the person who lived there before you and just died after an unsatisfying life.
1: Mm. Right. If you were. To pick one of the seven deadly sins, which will most befit that spirit you had contact with?
3: Oh, good question. Hmm. I have not really felt anything with my interaction, but indirectly, I saw hints of lust, but none of them were really outspoken. I think lust comes the closest to what I have seen and experienced.
1: Hmm. Okay. Long before I was even a resident of this town, there were rituals being done here, rumor has it, to make sure that a gluttonous, lustful, sinful uh, life can go on without having to being condemned in hell for these sins. Have (gasps) you heard about the uprising against the monks that used to live in the dormitory that you are now inhabiting?
3: Well, I have heard of the monks and their ways and their gluttony and, and everything you just described. I just never envisioned that they also put rituals in place.
1: Before they were quite influential, and I'm sure... That some um who are proficient in rituals and witchcraft were willing to help them out with their desires and needs.
2: Well,
3: it is happening around the well around the old uh place in the old chapel. So so what you're suggesting is that they might like those rituals might still be active.
1: Rituals don't die.
3: No, but the people that performed them do, and that usually has an influence. Hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Magic grows dormant, but it doesn't grow weak.
3: Then something or someone must have reawakened this, this dormant power. Oh, that ma- this makes it so much more interesting than I already thought. Morgana is a little bit vibrating at just all of this information.
1: Right. So I think what you will be needing probably is something that gets you a closer connection with, well, the world beyond the veil. And I do believe we have some bones back there that could be of assistance that were tied to, well, influential necromancers or their specific rituals. It's very dangerous magic, if you will.
3: Oh, but you know me. I don't back away from dangerous magic. I know. Okay. So then all of this, plus at least one bone. Hmm. But, okay, I may not back away from, from the dark and dangerous, but I'm not stupid. Is there a... Do you have a book on either those kinds of rituals, how to set them up so I can understand them and work them backwards. Or maybe on the influence that the monks had specifically, that may be too specific, I don't know. Or on the type of creature is not the right term, but spirit that could come forth out of magic gone wrong.
1: Hmm. The specific rituals, I don't know. I'm just following what... Information has been handed down to me or that I picked up around. Um, And I also do not know who or what the monks had contact with, though I do believe with the traces of magic that I've been able to pick up myself that there's something going on. Now, magic gone wrong. Maybe we can switch cultures a bit. She walks over to like one of the bookshelves, grabs like the little little, um, stepladder, grabs something from like the fifth um, shelf, hands it down to you. Um, And it's a book about puppet making throughout the ages. And this seems far-fetched maybe, but there is a long tradition of people trying to make puppets to give their lost loved ones, for example, uh, a new body. And usually it fails quite spectacularly.
3: Oh, I like the way you think. This is a great start. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah, I think this could work out.
1: By the way, I have some news for you. News? Yeah, I, I do believe there is another witch in your dormitory, in fact.
3: Her face. Falls. It goes from being very happy and interested and just engaged in new information to, oh, no. Mm. A new witch, you
1: say? Yes, I didn't catch her name, uh, but you should be able to pick her out. Um, It's the uh, French Muslim lady. She came in earlier today.
3: Oh, what did she get?
1: Um, A, well, mm, a lot, actually. The usual, you know, candles, incense, chalk, coal. She did get a very nice silver dagger. I believe she wasn't that happy with my book selection, but I don't know. Maybe there's a language barrier. I, I didn't want to assume. Or maybe her witchcraft is just culturally different.
3: I think it's more that she is new in the blood, so to say. Very, very new. Keep an eye on that one. I know of her. don't trust her at all.
1: Well, don't try to start any witching wars here.
3: I will do my best to not do that and otherwise keep it to the dormitory. Or, you know, the forest behind it.
1: She gives you, like, a knowing stare. She, uh, she doesn't seem judgmental at all, but, like, you get the feeling she's seeing right through you. There's a small pause, and then she basically takes out a notebook and she does, like, price calculations by hand, uh, rips the paper away and hands it over to you. Uh, let's say 40 bucks. Is that good?
3: You treat me way too kindly. You always do. Here's 45.
1: Well, okay. Thank you for lunch.
3: You know it. You gave me so much today. Like, information should also be paid. Anyway, I will see you probably in a couple days. And otherwise next week. Thanks. Are you enjoying the content that we put out? Then please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. we love to see the feedback. And it really helps us reach new listeners every day.